Welcome to the Marketing Mix Podcast with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know, as well as advice from industry experts, some of whom will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey there, this is Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson. We're co-founders of Jackson Marketing. We're also sisters, and we're bringing you episode six of The Marketing Mix. Elena, what's this very special extended family episode about today? Today, we are going to dig into the mind of a 14-year-old and find out what makes them tick when it comes to social and how they use the internet and just different things like that. So we have our niece here. Her name is Kira Jackson. She is 14 years old and she is a Snapchat guru and she is going to share with us her thoughts on some of the different social media channels and we are excited to have her today. So at least this is a fun way to finish out spring break, huh, Kira? We're not listening to that book you have to read. Definitely. (laughs) So Elena and Kira, why don't we take a quick break to hear about today's sponsor, then we'll come back and start talking about what Generation Z is doing online. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, and we are back. So, Stacey, what should we start off with talking to Kira about? Hmm, let's see. Well, one thing I always wonder about kids your age, Kira, and people in Generation Z, it doesn't seem like you use social media the way older generations do. Do you like to talk to your friends on social media or what are you doing when you're on your phone or on the computer? When I'm on my phone, I usually <clears throat> I usually talk with my friends and chat with them and send them videos or like silly photos of me on Snapchat and we talk a lot in the group chat. So you're mainly chatting through some kind of chat app. You guys don't get on like Twitter or Facebook, right? Well, I don't personally use Facebook or Twitter, but I know my friends have them, but they don't use it a lot. Why is that? Is it because it's mainly old people or you don't want your parents to see it, (laughs) what you're talking about? No, I don't really know. (laughs) Well, I think last spring break, you did tell me that Facebook was for old people. Well, well, I don't really see my friends using it that much or anybody like my age using it so often as um, older people do. <laughs> I don't want to sound mean or anything. <laughs> no, you sound honest and that's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Kira, Snapchat is your choice of social profile to go use and talk to your friends on. So, what kinds of things about Snapchat do you like and what is it that you guys are talking about? Are you, are you actually sharing information with one another about what's happening or are you just sending silly pics to one another? I talk with my friends a lot about different things like stuff that's going on with school or like what's happening when I saw on Snapchat, like they have stories. And if I see something funny or interesting, I'll share that post with them. And also, I do like to send a lot of silly photos of me, and we go back and forth. Are you guys spilling the tea? Yes, so we are spilling all the tea. And why don't you tell our audience, just in case it's a bunch of old people like me, what does that mean? 
it means like spilling gossip or spilling something that like or like telling somebody like what happened your day that was really interesting or like something that's just really mind-blowing <laughs> so kira on snapchat i know that we do streaks maybe you can explain for the audience what streaks are and why they're so important to you and your friends and what's the longest one you have okay streaks are when you send snapchats between someone daily like people will send morning streaks and like good night streaks and after three days it'll pop up like next to the person's name and i'll say how long you have a streak for so like i have a streak with elena it's 55 days and i have a streak with stacy that's nine days and if you don't keep keep repeating to send snapchats then it'll show up with a little time bar thing i forgot what it's called but it'll pop up with one of those and if you don't send one while that's up you'll lose the streak and i just think streaks are really fun to have and stuff and my longest streak my longest past streak was like 200 days or something but my longest streak right now is 161 Okay, so that's kind of crazy. And one thing that I've heard from uh, someone that's a parent who their kid was going on a trip for church or something like that, they left their phone and gave it to a friend so that they could keep their streaks going. Is that something that you might do? Um, I don't think I would do that. Like, if I had the person's, like, if... if my friend was right next to me and I had my phone and I could log in and stuff and then like log back out, I would do that, but I wouldn't let them if they're like across the country or something, log into my stuff. I would not let them do that. Okay. So I think we're good on Snapchat. What do you think Stace? Yeah, I think so. Except for one question. So Kira, if you have a favorite brand, like I know you like van shoes or Dr. Pepper would you like it or dislike it if the brand sent you a Snapchat or was reaching you through Snapchat? So in other words, if you got a Snapchat, you know how like I might send you a Snapchat, you get a, a chat from me. What if like somebody like Adidas or somebody like that, like a big brand sent you a, a Snapchat directly? Is that what you're meaning, Stacy? Yes. Or if you were to encounter a an advertisement in Snapchat from one of those brands, would you feel like, uh, gross, or would you be cool with it? I would be cool with it. Like, some, like if it's, like, something really new and cool, I would probably, like, swipe up or, like, look it up online to see what it's about. Okay. That's, that's what I wanted to know. I don't ever interact with brands on Snapchat, and I was interested in what someone your age who uses Snapchat a lot more than I do might think about that. Also, the other day, <laughs> I just realized this. There was an ad that came up about this game, and it was on Snapchat. I thought, oh, it looked really cool. So I swiped up, and it's and I downloaded it on my phone. So the power of advertising is alive and well on Snapchat. Good to know. Exactly. So, yeah, it's good to know. So for those of B2C companies, especially listening to this, uh, your audience is telling you what they would do. So. Make sure you're taking advantage of those opportunities. So, Kira, I know you spend a lot of time watching videos on YouTube. 
Is YouTube your favorite place to go see videos? And you're, are you just browsing or are you looking for specific things on there? I'm not really looking for specific things. I'm just looking for things to watch because sometimes I get bored of like my regular shows and want to find something like really funny that will make me laugh. And that's just like crazy. Do you skip the ads in the videos or do you watch them? If I'm forced to, yes, I do watch them. But if there's one side of a skip ad, I usually skip. But if it looks really interesting, I'll watch it. Have you ever used YouTube for like homework or to learn new things? Or are you just using it for entertainment? I've been using it for entertainment so far. <laughs> if I want to like learn how to do something, I think I would usually go to Google. But if I want to learn how to like build something, if I bought something from Ikea, I would definitely look it up on YouTube. So that's interesting because the other day we were talking to someone who I think they have a 16-year-old son. And she said that if he has anything to look up, he never goes to Google. He only goes to YouTube, which I thought was kind of interesting because not everything is a video that you might want to look up. So you're saying, Kira, that you mainly would only use YouTube if like there's a something that you want to learn how to do and maybe there's a video for it. But like if you want to go look up a restaurant or something, you might go to Google. Yes. Like maybe if I was really confused in like math, which I struggle with, I think I would go to YouTube because they have, do have some helpful videos, but I would usually go to Google. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. Good to know. So Kira, of the people that you like to watch on YouTube, are they like YouTube famous kind of people or are they just everyday people doing crazy stunts? What kind of people are you watching on YouTube? I guess I'm watching like some that have like a million or like more than that. But I also do watch some like lower, well not like lower channels, but they have like fewer subscribers. But they're also funny. And I also like to watch like try not to laugh challenges. I think you mentioned people like Shane Dawson and other people. Do they ever talk about brands or things on their videos that they want people to try? Definitely because on YouTube, they'll get sponsored by someone and they'll mention it in their video. So do you feel like that's a commercial too? Or you just, it doesn't bother you that that commercial is happening. You don't care about skipping that because you like the entertainment they provide. Well, it depends on like what they're talking about. Like if they're talking about like getting sponsored by like a car brand or something, I think I would skip that part of the video. But but I know Shane Dawson came out with a video and it was talking about an app where you, where it like finds super good deals on websites and it helps filter stuff for you. And I was really interested in that. There's a makeup guy, right, that you, you watch and he's supposed to be pretty popular. I think that he talks about specific kinds of makeup. So does that make you, when you see like the different things that he does and how he might use it, does that make you want to try the specific makeup that he is talking about? Definitely when I watch beauty gurus, I definitely want to try the makeup that they use because it looks so good when they put it on. And I'm like, I have to try that. If they look so good, maybe I would. Well, I can say that you would look good no matter what you use for your makeup. I'm a little biased, but I think you're gorgeous. Yes, girlfriend. Kira, when you think about the programs you're going to take when you enter high school next year, I know you're going to do some culinary classes. Do you think you'd want to start your own YouTube channel to show people how to cook? 
or start your own podcast or or even a blog. I know you're not going to write a blog, but what do you think about making yourself into some kind of YouTube or podcast star? Um, I'm not sure because I feel like I would be really awkward, but I think it would also be fun to do it. But like, I know that people can be very hateful. So that's something that I, I wouldn't like, I would be really scared to do it. So one thing we previously talked about doing was the as seen on TV stuff and starting a YouTube channel for that. Is that something you still want to do? Possibly. (laughs) When you think about yourself in the future and whatever job you might have, how do you think you might use the internet or social media to do your job? Do you have any ideas? So put another way, let's say you started working a job and you had to learn something new or maybe they asked you to use Excel in a way that you didn't know how. Are there ways that you might you think that those might apply for you to use the internet in those situations to get the answers to some of the questions you might have? Or even to make a purchase of something that you've never bought before that you have to learn about so that you make the right purchase. If it was something that had to do with like Excel or like one of those formats, I would definitely use YouTube because I know there's a lot of tutorials about it. And for like a purchase, I think I would use Google because I don't think there's that many tutorials and stuff like that on YouTube, but I think Google would be more a reliable source for me. Do you think you would ask your friends or colleagues that might be in your business about, well, what's a good product I should purchase for this purpose? Would you rely totally on Google? I would definitely get it from another person's perspective because Google might tell me one thing, but somebody who's had experience with that might tell me another. And do you think you would see yourself in the future still ask your friends when you're older through like WhatsApp or Snapchat? Or do you think you would move into a more public type of form like a Facebook if that's still around or Twitter? I think if I got older, I think I would use Snapchat and stuff like that less and I would use more text messages. Okay, so that's interesting. So you'd still try to keep the conversation between you and your friends or whoever you want to speak with and not put it out in public like Elena and I or millennial generation might do now with Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook. I think I would use if when I got older, I think I would use text messages more than anything. But I think I would still try to keep up with other platforms like just post once in a while, but not like be like post after post after post after post. Got you. And have you heard of LinkedIn? I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure how it works. That's okay. There's a lot of people that are on it that aren't really sure how it works either. So I know that you mentioned you would ask others about if you wanted to know more about a project, but not a project, but a product. Would you look up reviews? I know like if you're going to look at a restaurant, you might look on Yelp to, to check out the reviews. But if you wanted to find out about a product, would you look up reviews on Google or anything like that? Is that something that would be of interest to you? Definitely, because I got new Crocs and I went on Amazon and I was looking at these uh, like uh, like really cheap, like a hundred Croc chimes. And like I went through the reviews and they looked really reliable because they added like photos onto them. And, and one person gave it a really bad review because they got like the same 
charm. So I was not sure about that one. What are croc charms? It's the stuff you see at the at a croc store if you ever go in one. And they're the stuff that you put in the holes in the crocs. Oh, okay. You learn something new every day. And for those of you that don't know what crocs are, she's talking about the shoes, the croc shoes. Oh, I thought it was a crocodile. Thank you, Alina. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> Some people may not know what Crocs are. No, I'm just I was saying. just making a joke. I wasn't being a smart <laughs> aleck. Okay. Well, you've given us some interesting insights here, Kira. What do you think in the future? Do you think people will mainly rely on their phones and not even use computers? Or do you think people will still need computers in the workplace and at school? I definitely think computers will, will be there because... They're very reliable, and you can do a lot more on a computer than you can do on a phone. That's true. It seems like most of the time you liked, you would prefer to watch shows and stuff on your TV. I mean, on your phone instead of the actual TV. So you don't, you don't think that you would have that same kind of feeling of wanting to just work on your phone as opposed to a computer or laptop or something? I think for me, it all depends because like sometimes I don't feel like doing stuff on the computer because like I had to like load it up and then I got to do all that. But my phone, I could just like grab it and like do that and I'm done. But uh, computers are also really nice to use because you can have multiple tabs open and you can click on each one. But on the phone, you can only have one open at a time and it takes some time to open a new tab. And I think it's Easier to use a computer for like multiple things um, online than a phone, especially with like Excel, Word, and PowerPoint. Yeah, I agree. And it's good to hear that we're not going to lose computers. <laughs> Although a mobile search on Google has overtaken desktop search. So who knows what may happen? Yeah, but I mean, just searching for something is different from actually working, you know? That's true. Kira, is there any other knowledge you want to drop on us today about social as far as how teenagers use it or just in general marketing kind of stuff that you can give your knowledge on? I'd be curious to know what you do with technology at school, too, before we wrap. In sixth and seventh grade, there was a game called Kahoot where the teacher would set up a whole quiz of like how many questions they wanted. And it would be on the, and it would be projected to the smart board. And there would be a question and it would be timed. And there were four choices you could choose from. So you had to pick the right one. And after the time ran up and after everybody answered the question, it would show how, it would show like, kind of like a bar graph. It would like show how many people answered this question, question, that answer, how they answered that answer. So like, in my science class, we would take it and whoever got like first, second, and third got extra credit. Nice. So you like to do the quizzes at school, but I know you also like to take those personality quizzes. Who were you the other day when you took the Harry Potter quiz? First time I took it, I was Hufflepuff. The second time I'm Slytherin. I'm just not sure anymore. And which office character were you? I was between two of them too. Like, uh I was either Toby or Andy, but I don't think that's right at all. That's a big difference with Toby and Andy. <laughs> I could see Andy for right. sure. I could, see, I could see. Yeah, I could see Andy, but not Toby. 
So, Lane, any other questions for Kira? Before we go, are there any other knowledge that you would like to drop on us today about how teens use social or just technology in general? I don't think so. <laughs> then thank you very much, Miss Kira, for joining us today on your last day of spring break. We both appreciate it greatly. Yes, we do. So, everybody, there you have it, our little Gen Z Jackson giving us some insights. I think some takeaways that even B2B marketers can have are that these younger generation uh, individuals like to take quizzes. So keep those quizzes ready for when those people get into the job market and getting into purchasing roles or research roles. That's still going to be relevant. Uh, You're going to need to rethink some of your social media strategies, perhaps to work around more of a messenger type of strategy or text messaging, which that has its own issues with opt-ins. But uh, just start thinking about how you might reach those individuals in a more closed type of system. And another thing to think about is on YouTube and different places like that where you have ads come in on videos, you want to create an ad that is more catching and that will draw their attention so that they'll go and check it out. Because while that is seems to be a given, it's not always a given for certain brands. And on the YouTube front, yeah, the influencers they like today as teenagers or even people in their uh, college years, those influencers are going to change. They'll either evolve with the audience or new people that are influencers in their industry that they choose will become top of mind to them. So think about as you grow or begin to uh, create influencer programs, who are those influencers in your industry that can start cultivating a younger audience of new people that enter your industry? And how can you use video and that influencer to reach people? Because like Kira said, she might skip a commercial, but if she's hearing from someone she either finds entertaining or that she respects, she and other Gen Z people will engage and listen to what that influencer has to say. And let's not forget Snapchat. Um, If you're not currently using Snapchat, it's an easy thing to get involved in and you don't want to miss out on certain opportunities. You can set up filters as a brand and the people that are using Snapchat will see those filters and possibly be using them. And it just creates a a different way of connecting with and engaging with your audience. I think another way that people could use those filters, not just as a brand, like um, a lot of consumer brands do, but say your HubSpot or some kind of um, like software brand or another brand that does a big B2B event, you could create those geo filters in Snapchat for people to use. So Even if you don't directly advertise or create those custom filters, there's always geo filters that you can set up and start getting those younger people involved in your B2B brand through the platforms that they like to use already. Right. And as they start to get a little bit older, getting that name recognition out there for your brand so that once they get into that working, get into the workforce, they will have a better sense of knowing who you're who you are as a brand. And if they hear that name, they'll be like, I know that name. And it won't be a complete um, new experience for them. And even if you're not a brand that a 14 year old is going to notice today, like if you create 
industrial widgets, at least you'll be getting used to using that those new social outlets that those younger people, as they mature and enter the workforce and your industry, they'll be there when they're ready to learn about you. Kira wants to add something. Also, make sure you don't over-advertise because I know I've seen so many ads over and over and it just gets annoying. (laughs) Good to know. So that's a good thing to know, to know your audience, right? I wonder if she hates the same brand advertising over and over again or the same commercial over and over again. She said same commercial. Okay, so mix it up, people. All right. So I think those are some of the main takeaways I had in mind about what could we learn from a Gen Z person, whether you're trying to reach them now at this age they are or in the future when they enter your uh, different industries and workforces. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I hope you got a little something out of it. And even if you didn't, we had a good time hanging out on spring break with our niece. Yes, we did. And if you want to give us some comments or leave us a voicemail, you can do that. You can reach Stacy on Twitter at Stacy underscore Jacks. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. Or you can reach me on Twitter at Elena underscore Jacks, A-L-A-N-N-A underscore J-A-X. Or you can go to anchor.fm and leave us a voicemail. So we look forward to hearing from you and continuing the conversation. Bye. The Marketing Mix is hosted by Stacey Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com. Yay!